Podcast Answer Man, episode number 428. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. Did you know that one out of every three entrepreneurs live with depression? That's right, my friends. 30% of all entrepreneurs experience depression. This is according to a study that I found by Dr. Michael Freeman, a clinical professor at the University of California, San Francisco. In fact, the article says that depression among entrepreneurs is way higher than depression among Americans in general, which is estimated about 7%, although that number could even be higher due to the stigma associated with talking about it and admitting that you actually do suffer from depression. But on face value, this study suggests that entrepreneurs are four times more likely to suffer from depression than everyone else. Isn't that great news? Doesn't that make you want to go and start your own business, your own venture, leave your day job? Maybe not quite the message that you're used to hearing on these entrepreneurial style podcasts, but that's something that I want to talk about today. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because, well, I'm an entrepreneur. And what I want to tell you is that I struggle with depression from time to time usually about once a year minimum, and sometimes as many as two, three, and I've had as many as four bouts of depression in a single year, and this has been going on for the past 10, even beyond that, even before I was an entrepreneur, I suffered with depression just a little bit, but since I've been an entrepreneur, which by the way, I'm recording this on Wednesday, December 16th, 2015, today is exactly... 10 years from the date that I actually recorded and published my very first ever podcast episode. Normally, I would have created this huge, gigantic celebration online, and I would have informed the entire world, and we would have made a very big day out of today. But to be honest with you, I've been a little depressed lately. Now, you probably can't tell from my voice right now. In fact, you can probably hear the smile on my face. Two hours ago, three hours ago, I did not have this smile on my face. I'll explain to you why that is, why I'm feeling better right now than I was two or three hours ago. But depression is a pretty significant thing. And, and here's what I can tell you about this study. I don't know very much about medical studies and, and all of the causes of depression and all of those other things. I'm not a doctor. But what I can tell you is that I am connected with a lot of entrepreneurs. And we're talking people who are just getting started out. I see people who have just been, you know, 
they've started their business a couple months ago as a side project. I've been with people who have been doing their own side hustle now for the past, let's just say 18 months. I've been in this with people who have been in it the entire 10 years that I've been in it. And then I actually know people and connected with people who are entrepreneurs who are some of the most successful people and names that you would recognize immediately. Many of you would know their names immediately. And what I can tell you is that approximately one-third of all of these people that I consider to be my friends and close confidants, I've had conversations with them about depression. And yes, approximately one-third of every other entrepreneur out there fits within this category, that they deal with depression from time to time. Today, I'm not going to talk about those other people. I'm going to talk to you from my own experience. And I can tell you that what I found in an article on the Huffington Post written by Amy Morin, she kind of sums up the root causes of some of the depression that I've experienced over the years. She writes this. She says, anxiety. Entrepreneurs aren't just under stress. They're under an enormous amount of pressure. The pressure of knowing your ability to pay this month's mortgage depends on closing that next deal or selling out that next course or XYZ or feeling as though you can't spend time with family because you have to keep working. This lends itself to incredible anxiety. Entrepreneurs may struggle to function normally because they're constantly worried about their business. Their strong desire to achieve can cause them to constantly second-guess their actions and ruminate on worst-case scenarios. Eventually, the constant anxiety and worry become immobilizing for many entrepreneurs and eventually, this can lead to burnout. So... As an entrepreneur, I want to tell you that I have dealt with depression in three areas of my life and my specifically my entrepreneurial life. The first one that I've experienced depression in is this area of burnout. It is this area of feeling overwhelmed and stressed about the fact that I don't have this constant, steady stream of income. And yes, I after 10 years of building this business, I've become so blessed by knowing that there are things that I can do because of the platform that I've built, the size of the community that I now have the privilege of reaching. I know products and services that I can offer that if I offer them, they will have the potential of generating a significant amount of income. And so... While that may sound great and wonderful, the reality is is that as an entrepreneur, at least the way the journey that I've taken so far, I don't have a lot of recurring revenue. I don't have a lot of ongoing self-generating products and services that are just going to keep the money flowing. And so there is always the pressure on myself to do that next thing, to to create that next product, to create that next service, to create that next event, or to fill that next podcasting A to Z course. And so there's always that, you know, ebb and flow of pressure of, am I going to be able to sell out another session of A to Z? Am I going to be able to do this? And if I do those enough, I find myself creating buffers of 
income where I kind of say, you know what, let's keep a little buffer here. That way, if things are kind of slow the next time around, then we have a little bit to make up for that. And there's that ebb and flow. And sometimes that works great. And then, you know, there are times when things are not necessarily as free flowing as far as the income. And it's because of things like, I don't know, taking the first nine months off of the year to completely radically change your lifestyle so that you're focused on your health and fitness above your business and you put your business on the back burner or at least on sort of autopilot and just do the bare minimum in your business for the first nine months of the year like I did in 2015 which kind of saw a little bit of a dip and all of a sudden it's like wow this is this is interesting I haven't experienced this kind of financial pressure since 2010 and it, it sometimes takes a little bit to stand back and say, you know what, but wait, this was intentional. I knew this was coming. I even planned for it. But for whatever reason, it's having an effect on my anxiety. It's having an effect on my worry. Sometimes it can have an effect on your self-confidence. You know, it's like, wow, have I lost my touch? And you start to question and second guess things. And, it, and absolutely, it can become immobilizing and certainly if that kind of financial stress and the just the working around the clock and all of those other things, it certainly can lead to burnout. And that is one type of depression that I have dealt with on and off over the last several years. And that was more so in the earlier years. The first five years of my business, I will say that I had a higher rate of dealing with that type of depression. Not so much in the last couple years, this year, what I'm experiencing right now, I can tell you there's a little bit of a financial stressor for me because I only did four podcasting A to Z courses this year instead of six, and so it, it was a significant drop, plus I cut out a ton of additional income revenue streams. I, I stepped out last year, stopped doing the director of podcasting for New Media Expo. I completely shut down the podcast mastermind. I talked about that in previous episodes probably almost a year ago. So I'm not gonna go into details on those, but the reality is, is I knew that I wanted to change my lifestyle to where I was focused on my health and fitness above my business, and that created a lot less margin financially this year, which has increased the amount of, let's just say, pressure and stress to produce income during the sessions that I am doing. Thankfully, I've sold out all of those sessions this year that I did. It's mind-blowing that it continues to happen, and I'm very blessed and thankful for that. And the reality is, is that that's probably going to happen in January, but it's not guaranteed, and that's the deal. And certainly it won't happen if I don't take action and spend the time and, and invest the time necessarily to do the things that will lead to filling that January session of podcasting A to Z. Let me talk about two other types of depression that I've personally dealt with over the years. Another one is called seasonal affective disorder. Now, I've never gone to the doctor and been diagnosed with this. But this is what I read on, I think it was the Mayo site or something like that, one of them. Anyways, I'm just going to read this to you. It says here that seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD, uh, is a type of depression that is related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same time each year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue in the winter months sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Less often, 
SAD can cause depression in the spring or early summer. Treatment for SAD may include light therapy or phototherapy, psychotherapy, and medications. And it says here that you should not brush off that yearly feeling as simply the case of the winter blues or seasonal funk that you have to tough out on your own. Uh, Take steps to keep your mood and motivation steady throughout the year. I'm going to talk about some of those therapies and tips that you can do to, to keep your mood and motivation steady throughout the year, and especially when you're going through these types of things, at least some of the things that I've tried over the years. So seasonal affective disorder. This I can tell you that I have noticed that every year I seem to experience this sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas and usually right all the way up into the beginning of the new year. Usually the beginning of the new year, it's, it, I snap out of it and, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. When it comes to what is the seasonal affective disorder, there's a lot of uh, study out there and, and a lot of poli- people believe that it has to do with the fact that there are less daylight hours. And so there's less sunshine and you're not out in the sun and that sun actually gives you energy. There's vitamin D, but there's also this stuff called this this specific kind of uh, frequency of light, this blue light that emanates from the sun that actually works with your circadian rhythm. And it's just all this other stuff that, again, I'm not a medical doctor, but there are a lot of people out there that talk about seasonal affective disorder. And I happen to know that I kind of deal with this pretty much every single year about this time. So it's something that I even know to look out for and and almost to prepare for, but it's it's kind of even hard to, to prepare for something like this. But anyway, let's talk about the third type of depression that I've experienced over the years, and it's called post-vacation blues. Now, this is something that I don't think is medically, that I'm not sure has been medically proven or have a lot of studies on. But this is something you can read about on Wikipedia, and if it's in Wikipedia, it has to be true, right? Uh, It certainly can describe to you what I know I have experienced. A person may suffer from post-vacation blues after returning home or to a normal routine from a long vacation, especially if it was a pleasurable one. It also says that the longer the trip lasts, the more intense the post-vacation blues may be. Now, this next part, I'm not quite sure that I agree with, but the article in Wikipedia says this is because after the person returns home, they realize how boring and unsatisfactory their normal lifestyle routine is when compared to the activities he or she did while on their holiday slash vacation. Now, I will tell you that when you come back and you try to enter in that normal routine, it, it is possible that you you do return to a boring and unsatisfactory way of life. Maybe you, there are some of you who are like, I, I can't wait to get out of this. And you you live for these vacations. And I can tell you for me as an entrepreneur, I'm doing work that I love. I'm doing work that brings a lot of fulfillment and, pur- and purpose to my life. And I just really enjoy and love most everything that I do. But there are some times when I come back and I realize wow, I don't know that I want to continue doing what I've always done. I need something new and exciting. So maybe it's not necessarily that my normal lifestyle routine was unsatisfactory. It's just that maybe 
over time it has become boring and and it needs to be freshened up and I and I want to pursue something different. Those are the three types of depression that I've dealt with as an entrepreneur over the years. And I don't feel weird or awkward sharing this with you because I know that if you're an entrepreneur out there, one out of every three of you who are listening to me who happen to be an entrepreneur, you're dealing with this stuff as well. Let me go ahead and share with you 12 tips on things that you might want to consider if you are suffering from depression, whether it be ongoing or something that's an occasional bout of depression that's brought on either by financial pressure or whether it be post-vacation blues, or even if it happens to do with the fact that maybe you have dealing with the changing of the season and not as much sunshine out there. The first tip I want to share with you is if there are any days in the late fall, early winter, where the sun is actually shining, stop everything that you're doing. Put on your coat if it's cold outside and walk outside and just bask in the sunlight. I will tell you that will do wonders for you. Even if you don't believe it, trust me. Just go out and stand and just let the sun just bathe you as much as possible. Now, here in the area where I live, I live in northern Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And during this time of the year, especially here at the end of December, it's very rare that we see the sun. It's always gray, cold, or cold, and overcast. And it's usually dark late into the late morning, and it's and it gets dark early. We're talking like 5 o'clock in the evening, and it's already just pitch black outside at times. So there's not a lot of daylight, and there's very little sunlight. So if you can't get out in the sun directly... I picked up this little blue light that was recommended to me by my friend Michael Hyatt, and it's called the Philips Go Light Blue. You can find this, by the way, at podcastanswerman.com slash light. That's an affiliate link. It'll take you there if you want to see the exact one that I use. Anyway, this is what the product page says on Amazon. It says, the Philips Go Light Blue is clinically proven to naturally boost your mood and energy and fight winter blues in as little as 15 minutes to 45 minutes a day. It says, the Go Light Blue Energy Light produces a particular kind of pure blue light that occurs naturally on very sunny, clear days. Special receptors in the eyes absorb this blue light, which makes you feel energetic whenever you need it. This light runs just under $150 right now. I've had mine for about two and a half years, and all I can tell you is that it has been a major godsend to me. If all of a sudden I feel these feelings of depression or just moodiness and I I feel apathetic, and I feel like it has to do with the fact that it's just always gray and dreary, I find that pulling this light out, sitting it on my desk right in front of me for 45 minutes, there is definitely a mood change that I feel. And if it's a placebo effect, it's one that I welcome, and it's one that I'm glad to get consistently each time I use this device. Again, if you want to check it out, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash light. The second tip that I can give you is to go out and do something enjoyable. Go and see a movie, for example. The other morning, I woke up and I just did not feel motivated at all to come down and do any work. In fact, I slept in late and I got up and I had myself, well, 
I don't, I call it breakfast, but it was breakfast around lunchtime. And I'm like, I am not going to do any work today. I just can tell I'm not even going to go down to my office. And so I'm going to sit here. And what I did is I sat back on the couch and I relaxed and watched three documentaries off of Netflix. I watched a documentary on the Terracotta Army from the Chin Dynasty. I watched uh, Remembering Robin Williams, which happens to be interesting in that uh, this is a man, unfortunately, who had taken his life as a result of depression. But I did watch a movie documentary about Robin Williams remembering his career. And then I also watched a documentary on Nikola Tesla, which, by the way, was a pretty depressing story for the guy. But anyway, I really enjoyed focusing things less on what's going on in my head and watching and learning about what other people are doing and sometimes finding some inspiration there. Another thing that you can do that's enjoyable, maybe you can read a book or listen to a good audiobook. And last night I downloaded the audio version of The Fellowship of the Ring, the first book in the trilogy of The Lord of the Rings. I already had it on my Kindle and so last night I actually listened to the audiobook while it was reading the book to me. So I really enjoyed that. Anything that you can do that's enjoyable, that might inspire you, take your mind off of things. And sometimes you just need to to escape and and just get outside of your own head and I find that doing something enjoyable can help that. Now the third tip that I'm going to give you is to take a guilt-free break. Now you might think, well, isn't that what doing something enjoyable is? Well, yeah, doing something enjoyable, but we're talking about taking the day off or maybe even taking a few days off and maybe even take a week off. Now, I know what you're saying because <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur as well. I can't do that. There's too much that needs to get done. There's so much. That's why I'm so anxiety ridden. That's why there's so much stress and all those other things. Well, I can tell you that if you let this stuff get to you, you will become ill. It will manifest itself into some form of sickness. If you can't take the hints from your body that you need some rest, then your body will do some other things that will cause you to not be able to physically work. You can either choose to take some time off voluntarily while you're still physically well to go and take that guilt-free break, or you can wait until you get so burned out that you actually are physically ill, that you are sick, and therefore you can't get out of bed. And here's what I can tell you. There have been times when I've gotten so burned out and getting to the place where I literally am physically ill, physically sick, sometimes landing myself in the hospital. And you know what? Every single time when I get that sick, I then say, you know what? I can, guilt-free, I need to take a break. I'm sick. Everybody's just going to have to deal with it. I'm not going to feel guilty about this. I'm getting well. And if you can do that when you're in the hospital and you come back from it, and guess what? The world didn't end. Your business did not fail because you were gone for a week in the hospital. The business didn't fail while you were in bed for three days with the flu. All of those things, the world did not end. The business did not end. It didn't, your worst fears did not come true because they don't always, they, most of the time your, your worst anxieties don't come true. The reality is, is that if you can make it a couple days, if you're sick, then just say, you know what? I'm not sick, but if I don't take a break guilt-free, I'm going to become sick. So take the day off, take a few days off 
and make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep. All right, tip number four, watch what you're eating. Now, for me, this may be a a bigger deal than it is for you, but I know that I deal with low blood sugar issues if I'm not taking care of the type of foods that I eat. So for me, I need to avoid foods with lots of sugar because these things can give you a massive little rush and make you feel great like instantly, but within about 20 or 30 minutes, I actually feel worse than I did before I ate the food. And it's just like, it, it just makes me feel lethargic, no energy and stuff like that. It's just, my body, is the, the insulin just doesn't know when to stop. And so it brings my sugar levels down, makes me feel crummy. And so I have to watch that. Another thing that I've been told that when you're dealing with depression is that you should avoid too much caffeine because the caffeine, while it does give you a boost of energy, it can actually intensify the feelings of anxiety. So be careful with how much coffee and tea that you're you're taking in there. And I personally don't drink alcohol myself, but if you are someone who does during this time, it would probably be a good thing to lay off the alcohol while you're going through whatever bout of depression that you may have, because if you're not aware of this and you didn't really pay attention in health class in high school, alcohol is a depressant, and so it will only make matters worse. Uh, Tip number five is go and exercise, and I want to tell you that right now for me, exercise is therapy. It is an amazing thing. Endorphins rock, and every time I work out, it reduces stress, and it makes me feel great. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't always completely eliminate the feelings of depression or anything like that, but it does make me feel better. And if it, if nothing else, it makes me feel better about myself that I did something productive today. And one thing I can tell you is for me, exercise has become my number one priority. Taking care of myself physically and becoming fit, that has become my number one priority in life. And it is even still now that I'm back into full-on business mode, my physical health and physical fitness and exercise is still my number one priority and will be for the rest of my life. And if you haven't heard about it, I work out six days a week, every week, minimum of 45 minutes a day. Many days I do much more than that, as much as two hours a day of intentional physical activity. And I love exercise. And I it, it's one of the greatest things to help me get through these particular bouts of depression. And then number six is a big tip, become more socially connected. Now, being an entrepreneur can be a lonely occupation. When you run your own business, especially when you're starting out, you don't have a team, you don't have coworkers working with you, and if you're an online entrepreneur, chances are you might even be working from home and you may be in a room by yourself in front of a computer most of the time. You literally could go 40 hours in one week where it's just you in a room alone doing your thing. And if you are not intentionally building relationships with others, this can lead to some pretty lonely times. And it's interesting because there are times when I will go to Stephanie and I'm dealing with this and I just told her this the the other night, actually last night, we were at the gym and right before we started working out and and she's like, what's going on? And I said, I'm just having some problems in my head right now and stuff like that. And and I started tearing up. I was like, it's the weirdest thing in the world. 
I feel so lonely right now. I just feel alone. And I know that's crazy. I have so many people who love me and care for me. I've got great friends. You know, I'm here with you. And it's just like, but I'm just, I feel so alone right now. And just to be able to sit down and have that conversation and tell her, that's an important relationship in my life, obviously. And I couldn't wait until today because it's Wednesday as I'm recording this. And every Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I get on the phone with my mastermind group. And so I had a mastermind call with the Green Room Mastermind. That's Pat Flynn, Michael Stelzner, Ray Edwards, Leslie Samuel, Mark Mason, and myself. Every week we get together and we talk for an hour. And it just so happened that I happened to be in the hot seat today. And so for the first 15 or 20 minutes of our hot seat today, I shared with them what I've been experiencing since Monday morning, that I've just had this kind of, I just don't want to work right now. I just, I feel unmotivated. I feel uninspired. And it just, you know, I just, I'm just feeling blah. And at the beginning of the meeting, I was just blah. And at the end of the meeting, I was animated. Well, listen to the beginning of this episode and hear my voice and hear me right now. Do you hear the passion and excitement in my voice? That is the change that I had as a result of 60 minutes engaging in relationship with uh, five other men that are very important to me. And also, I want to stress, especially for those of us who are online entrepreneurs, that face-to-face friendships are also very important. Now, obviously, I have a great face-to-face relationship with my wife, but I'll tell you that even I struggle with having a lot of face-to-face in-person relationships here locally because I just I don't invest enough time in that. Now I have been very blessed. I've I've recently just in the past year developed a very good relationship with my friend Tim Schmoyer who you might know from video creators over at YouTube. He and I are really good close friends. During the summer we were doing road cycling together a lot. I mean we like sometimes one two or three times a week we would go cycling together. But since it's been colder, I've not been cycling, and so that was the thing that we did together. Uh, Since then, I had him over one night. I think we had lunch together. But I'm not being intentional enough about that, and I probably should reach out to Tim and say, hey, let's go do lunch. And I did also recently reach out to another friend that I'm going to have lunch with. He's also a small business owner, and uh, it's just it's difficult for our schedules to align, and so we're working that out. It'll probably be the week after Christmas that we get together for lunch for the very first time, but I'm looking forward to that, and I'm I'm trying to become even more intentional about face-to-face friendships as well. So that's certainly something that I highly recommend, becoming more socially connected with others. Number seven, don't spend any time whatsoever comparing yourself to others. When I go through periods of depression, it can severely take a knock at my sense of self-worth. It can cause me to question the value that I have to offer to others. And during these things, it's very easy for you to be in this mindset and to be struggling with your self-confidence levels and to get on social media and see your peers out there creating amazing content, doing wonderful things, and succeeding, and then all of a sudden comparing yourself to them. And I will tell you that I'm tempted to do this very often, but I'm always reminding myself, 
I am not going to compare myself to Pat Flynn. I'm not going to compare myself to what Ray Edwards just achieved with his launch. I'm not going to compare myself to Michael Hyatt. I'm not going to compare myself to Tim Schmoyer. I'm not going to compare myself to these. I'm right now. I am in a season of life where God has me. And I'm not called to live the life of those people. I'm called to live my life. And where am I right now? And what can I do to achieve success in the areas that God is calling me to? And so I need to stop thinking about how am I doing compared to these people and what uniquely am I gifted to do with the season of life that I'm in. And that's important for me. So if you struggle comparing yourself to others, just stop it. All right, tip number eight, take some time to express gratitude. Make a list of the things that you're thankful for. And if you need to, just write them down. If, if you all of a sudden just like, I don't know about you, there are some times where I can get into this mindset. If my wife didn't like fall over to sit by my side and hug me and spend some quality time and stuff like that. If all of a sudden her day is busy and I feel out, I could, I can actually start to feel resentful of that. Well, she's just more interested in that than this. And, you know, sometimes we can get so caught up or I can get so caught up in what is not going my way, what I'm not getting from others. You know, I'm a words of encouragement person and I want words of encouragement from these individuals. And yes, I can get it from these people, but I really want it from these people. And, And sometimes we can get so caught up on what we want, what we want and what we're not getting. I can get into that mindset. And what I know that I need to do to get out of that is to sit down and say, okay, Let's take some time to think about things that I'm grateful for. And I'm just going to express this to you right now. I don't have a list in front of me, but let me just tell you what I'm thankful for. Number one, I'm living in my dream home. I have the business of my dreams. I'm sitting in an office that was once a dream. I have a beautiful, totally hot wife that is on the same page with me when it comes to our desire to live healthy and fit lifestyles. She works out with me three days a week, every single week. She fully supports me in that area. I have three amazing, healthy children. I have children who are smart. They're funny, they're witty, they're responsible, and they're not in trouble. I mean, it's. I have two teenagers and a preteen, and they're not in trouble. They're they're great kids. I'm so blessed to be their father. I do have wonderful friends. I am very blessed to have personal one-on-one relationships with people who I would consider to be just the greatest honor to have them as a mentor and be their mentee, but I'm actually peers and friends with so many of these individuals. And I, I I just think of the friendships that I have and it just blows my mind and the windows of opportunity that have been open to me and my message and my business and my life as a result of just being connected with those individuals. You see how all of a sudden it's like, wow, and, and I'm healthy. By the way, I, I've been doing this business for 10 years profitably since day one. I'm so excited about that. I'm so thankful for that. Not only that, but and see how I'm getting excited thinking about all these blessings that I have in my life and just showing gratitude for them. So yes, tip number eight, take some time to express gratitude. It helps you get out of that mindset of worry and anxiety. 
reminds you of just how well things have come together for you in this life and how blessed you are. And, and I'm talking to me, of course. Uh, number nine, look for ways to help and serve others. One of the things that it, I struggle with when I deal with this is I'm looking for ways that I'm looking and hoping and desiring for people to help and serve me. And I, I try to do what I can to get out of that mindset and say, what can I do today to help and serve someone else? So that's, that's another tip, and that, that's something that I strive to do when I'm going through this. And then tip number 10, uh, know that you're not alone. And this, of course, you'll learn this if you do develop some good relationships with other peers in the space, especially other entrepreneurs. I hope that it's been helpful and beneficial for you to learn today that 30%, one-third of all entrepreneurs live with depression throughout their life. It is a part of the normal routine for so many of us. And so know this, you're not alone. I think it's important to know that. Number 11, remind yourself that this will pass, especially if you have been going through this over the course of the last several years, and it has been something that has come and goes, come and goes, especially the post-vacation blues. I know to expect it most of the time, and well, I know to expect it all the time. It doesn't always happen, but it almost always does, and I know that when I experience it, I just need to ride it out. I just need to remind myself, this too shall pass. When it comes to seasonal you know, deal with the light, I just know that, that what I deal from between Thanksgiving and right into the new year, I know that those sometimes a couple days, sometimes a couple weeks, I know that that whatever I'm going to face, I know it's going to pass. It always does. And when it actually comes to being brought on by financial stress and all of these things, it's that gratitude thing that kind of helps me say, you know what, I've made it this far, I'm going to continue to make it. The the world is not going to end. And so remind yourself that this too shall pass. And if all of that doesn't work, and this is something that I personally have not done yet. Uh, and of course, I, I thankfully, I've, I don't believe I've needed to yet. And of course, I, I want to stress that I don't think there should be a stigma for anyone out there to, to do this 12th tip. And that is, if all of the above does not work for you, then seek therapy. Seek professional help if necessary. Get with a counselor, a, a psychiatrist, or somebody that can help you walk through and talk through some of these things. Uh, if it's an ongoing thing, then then certainly seeking the help of a licensed professional in this area could be very beneficial to you. And by the way, I know some very successful entrepreneurs that have gone through and work with licensed therapists. And, the, and this stuff is reality. It, it is stuff that we deal with. And believe it or not, I'm actually thankful, going back to the gratitude thing, that from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and even into this morning, I've been dealing with a little bout of depression because now what I can tell you is that what I had intended to put into episode 428 before is nothing in comparison of the value of what I believe has been created here today, just if nothing else, to let you know that you're not alone. So... Hopefully, these 12 tips that have been put together on the spot right before I hit record on this episode today, I hope that these 12 tips could possibly help you if you happen to be an entrepreneur and one of three that will 
deal with depression in your life. And well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode, our 428th episode of Podcast Answer Man. I am so incredibly thankful again that I have maintained my release schedule. This will be the third Friday in a row where at 5 a.m. Eastern time, that brand new episode right there on the spot, you can be expecting this. You should be expecting this episode every Friday morning to be released. If you want to listen to me every single Friday afternoon, that's my goal and desire. Maybe you listen to me every weekend while you do whatever activity it is that you do on Saturday or on Sunday. You'll have me there guaranteed every single week knowing that these episodes will come out Friday mornings at 5 a.m. Eastern time. That is my commitment to you guys. And I will tell you, there's some pressure. There's some stress that comes with making that commitment and then delivering. But thankfully, I had a great hot seat with my mastermind group today and have a wonderful list of potential topics for weeks and weeks and weeks worth of content. So I'm good. I'm solid there. I just need to block out the time. And thankfully, I'm feeling great today. So... There you go. Real quick reminder, my next session of podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, January 4th. I do already have six people registered for this session, and I would love to fill up this course with 20 students. That's what I'm going for this time. And if you are getting ready to launch a podcast and you want to have a podcast in the new year, why not start the year off right and allow me to be your personal coach for four weeks? This is not just like any other online training course that's ever been offered. This is one-on-one coaching with me walking you through step-by-step, giving you unlimited access to ask me as many questions as you possibly can during a four-week period of time. I'm walking you through, holding your hand through the entire process. If that sounds interesting, head over to podcastinga2z.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. I would be honored to have you as one of my future podcasting A to Z alumni. In fact, I'm going to be working on reaching out to several of my alumni who have produced over 100 episodes of their individual podcasts, and I'm looking forward to bringing some of their wisdom and insight from their journeys with you in future weeks ahead. And until next Friday at 5 a.m., I encourage you to take everything you're doing to the next level. Helping you take everything you do to the next level.